0: Welcome to This Thing Called Movement, brought to you by Ivolna, hosted by Marie Janicek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 48th episode of the This Thing Called Movement podcast, A space where we explore movement in all its shapes and forms and seek to understand the hidden nuances of how movement shapes us, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and energetically as well. Now, it's been such a long time since I had the pleasure of connecting with you all on the airwaves, and there are a number of reasons for that. I have been going through a series of really big changes in my life, uh, especially around work, one of which included uh, my co-founder Natasha leaving Evolna. Now, this is fundamentally for the best, and we parted ways as friends and know that this change is for both of our best and highest good and even for the best of Evolna's next future iterations. But even with the changes that are good for us, there can be a lot of tumult and uncertainty in the process. And that's something that I certainly have been experiencing these last six months. So in the wake of that, I felt a strong need to dial down my productivity And that meant stepping away from work. It meant stepping away from the podcast for a bit so that I could really take a moment to reevaluate my relationship with this space and what the core tenants are for me here. What are the core messages I want to be delivering? How to formulate future episodes with incoming guests and basically a deeper reintegration of why I even set up this space in the first place and and how did I want to progress it further and with that re-evaluation it required a stepping down and it required a uh, stepping back and I felt that this, premise is such an important one to actually take a deeper dive into, which is why today's episode is going to be a little different than your typical episode of this thing called movement. Um, I wanted to take some time to talk about this specific principle of slowing down and why slowing down is important, why it is powerful and also why it can be so scary and so hard. Now, oftentimes we are so results and productivity driven that taking time to slow down can feel like you are losing everything you're building it feels like losing momentum and when you feel like you're losing momentum it feels like you're actually reversing your trajectory away from your goals and i think a huge part of why we feel this way is we have such a strong conditioning around productivity as really the foremost and most essential currency in our day-to-day lives. We can think about money as currency easily, but truthfully, there are many other currencies that exist in how we are exchanging our energy and how we are prioritizing the actions we take on a day-to-day basis. And productivity in my experience, is one of the strongest ones, and it holds an incredibly powerful influence on all of our decision-making, including how we orient ourselves in relationship to our bodies and our movement practices. And taking this time back away from my work, (laughs) I had to really sort of grapple with the fear responses and a lot of the negative implications of this conditioning. And in that, I saw so many parallels to how so many of us are regulating our relationship to movement in ways that are not actually serving our highest good. So let's take a moment to dig into this a little bit and see the ways this productivity Currency is limiting our relationship with movement, with our bodies, and in virtually every other facet of our lives. So whether or not you are more process oriented or results oriented, fundamentally, in order to achieve any result, you have to be in process. And in our current culture where we prioritize productivity, We've actually, in many ways, lost sight of the scale or the continuum that productivity lives on. What is the opposite of productivity, right? And understanding that it is a scale that we should be sliding up and down on. Let's use a metaphor to clarify this. In order to understand heat, you need to have cold. In order to have light, you need to have dark. And these are continuums that we are all fairly fluent and intuitive with. Think about how you step into a shower, how you automatically will modulate the temperature of that shower depending on what feels right to you in that moment on that day. And depending on where you are, in that moment, whether it's a season or a time of day or in relationship to a workout or your work for the day, that will change in a subtle, intuitive fashion what temperature you end up selecting to jump into that shower. And you are not going to be always going for really hot showers. Some days you're going to want them a little more lukewarm. Some days you may even want them to be cold. But my point here is, is that we have this intuitive ability to regulate that temperature depending on what feels right to us. Now, productivity actually functions in a very similar way. But in this hierarchy where we have such a high prioritization for productivity all the time, we've forgotten the other side of the scale, which is actually slowing down and not being productive. And when we haven't had time on that other side of the scale, we lose our ability to regulate that productivity. And when we can't regulate that scale, we actually lose our ability to optimize our productivity. Because everything in life requires balance. There's an ebb and there's a flow. And what our culture of prioritizing productivity has done for us, what the currency of productivity has done, has caused us to believe that if we are not productive, we have actually stepped off the scale entirely, which is not true. And it was really interesting for me these last seven months to know that I needed to drop off of the productivity side of the scale and scale to the unproductive or the slowing down, relaxing, not working, not doing side. And know that that was going to be good for me. Know that that was actually going to help me move forward. And yet, because of the powerful nature of conditioning in this currency of productivity, it felt kind of like death (laughs) at many moments. And it was really scary. It felt really tumultuous. And while I knew it was good for me, it was also very hard. But the reason this was hard is not because being not productive is inherently bad. It's because that container of conditioning was influencing how I was able to be in that space. And so really for the first three to four months, I was having to rewire my relationship to productivity and learn to integrate the other half of that scale. So it would be like never having had experienced cold water before, (laughs) only ever having been in hot water environments. And when you're first experiencing cold, it just feels wrong. It feels wrong in every way, shape or form, and it takes time to be able to assimilate to that. And in this period of scaling back and not being productive and learning to integrate this other side of the scale i saw so many parallels to what i in my many years as an educator as a teacher as a coach as a personal trainer have seen and been seeking to share especially through this podcast you know that importance of being able to modulate our intensity in relationship to our bodies the scale of our movement and to know that maximizing our effort maximizing our strength our endurance our our leading edge of our physical capacity that has a place and it has a time but when All of our movement is circling around that goal, around that result. We are inherently diminishing our returns. We are inherently destabilizing the harmony of our bodies. And this is why so many of us experience such a frustrated and oftentimes painful relationship to our bodies, because whenever we step into movement, we are stepping all the way to that end of the spectrum, and we are failing ourselves in the opportunity to regulate down, to go into slower movements, to go into softer and easier practices with ourselves, and to not always push our edge. And for me, as a former dancer who was always pushing my edge, Then switching into personal training where I was always pushing my edge and noticing a significant series of injuries, physiological issues, and really running into future issues of things like hypothyroidism and infertility as a result. Taking that leap of slowing down in my movement practices and not always pushing my edge also felt like death. It also felt terrifying, especially as a woman who had been so deeply conditioned by body image and trying to create a beautiful physique. I had so much fear that by slowing down, I was going to gain weight, I was going to lose muscle tone, I was going to lose strength, and I would lose being able to feel beautiful in my body. It was an incredible revelation when I finally was able to be with this fear and actually slow down my movement practice enough where I wasn't consistently working out. I wasn't constantly pushing my edge. In fact, I was prioritizing meditation, which was just sitting still and doing nothing. And at the time I did it, it was a really scary practice for me, but I was so surprised to see that when i went back into pushing my edge a year later i was so much stronger my body was so much more coherent it was so much more fluid and in many ways i was quickly surpassing the last sort of leading edge results i had been gaining with my body with far less effort and far less strain struggle and sacrifice And so learning that through my relationship with my body was incredibly transformative. And this was a a massive tenant of why I even founded this podcast was because I wanted to help shed light on what had been such a revelatory experience for me and help lead others into giving them permission to lean into that softening lean into that dial and allow themselves to regulate in the scale of movement from high intensity to low and instead of always focusing on the results allowing yourself to be in process and listen to what your body is saying because if you are listening to those impulses that are telling you when you need to slow down you are actually accelerating the process of achieving that desired result and what i've discovered through these last six months of applying this movement lesson in my life is i'm seeing a very similar phenomena happen here where by slowing down my productivity in terms of work in terms of my offerings in terms of uh, Focusing myself in a concerted way in my career, in my field, that by slowing down, it's actually given me the ability to streamline information in ways that allows me to be more coherent, more clear, more directed, more decisive, and most importantly, more at home within myself within this process. And... We're seeing a really interesting change in our culture, in our community consciousness as a result of the pandemic. We're starting to see this trend of people leaving jobs that are not serving them, making massive life changes far quicker than they ever have before. And in light of all this, I felt it was really important to take a moment to focus on this message of understanding our relationship to productivity and reintegrating the other side of the scale where we are not productive and this is something important to see outside of work outside of career you know this is something i've even been negotiating when it comes to self-care noticing that so much of the tone of my self-care practices, whether it was meditation or journaling or any other forms of self-nourishment, so often they were being administered through the tone of, if I do this, I will be more productive, rather than the focus of, I'm doing this because it feels good in this moment because I want this, because I'm enjoying this. And it's a very subtle shift, but I think it's one that's really important. And it's one that I live with on a day to day, moment by moment basis, when it comes to my body and learning how to bring that into other elements of my life has been incredibly profound as well. So as I highlighted at the beginning of this message, Whether or not you are more results-oriented or process-oriented, process is fundamentally the path we all take to achieve the results. And I know this is a very common message in many teachings and spiritual practices and even business practices, this idea that when we actually shift our perspective from being results-driven to process-oriented, we find more joy in the journey. And I have found many times over that this subtle shift in perspective makes all the difference and often actually allows my results to come faster in ways I least expected and come to fruition in even better ways than I could have imagined. And while this may be a powerful shift in perspective for some people, I also recognize that there are people who thrive off of being results oriented. And the sole point I want to make here is that whichever orientation you play with and ultimately choose, you will always be a part of process. And in process, the essential piece most of us are missing is understanding that productivity is on a continuum and it is only one side of the scale. And in fact, the other side of being not productive is an important part in facilitating more integrity, more harmony, and more coherence. And that when you choose to play with that dial to slide along that scale. Even if you go to the opposite end and go into not productive for a while, that this does not mean you are moving away from your goals. It means you're allowing your system to take a breath. You are allowing yourself to pause, to reflect, to integrate information in a new way. And that is just as powerful as being productive. The difference is knowing where your system, where your body, where your mind, where your energy are at and allowing yourself the opportunity to regulate and meet yourself with where you are at. Because every time you can meet your system and who you are with what you're ready to navigate now, this is fundamentally what accelerates process. And this is what germinates the results. And it's powerful when it comes to our movement, when we actually meet our body with what it's ready to receive and where it is at that day, this is where we find the joy of being in our body. This is where we can experience the full expression of physicality in its many beautiful forms. And the same is true when we're looking at productivity and achieving our goals in All the other facets of life in terms of our purpose, our contributions, our skills, our creative endeavors, you name it. But in order to really experience the joy in that journey, it means allowing ourselves to be on this other side of the equation. And as I mentioned with my personal story, if we have been stuck in this conditioning of the currency of productivity and the prioritization of it for really long, when we first step into the other side, it will certainly be uncomfortable and it can often be disorienting and feel incredibly scary. But just because we are feeling those states doesn't mean it is wrong and it doesn't mean it is bad. And like anything that is new or novel, if we give ourselves enough time, if we are willing to be with that discomfort, we enrich our awareness in powerful ways. We enrich our capacity, our facility, our creativity, the tenants that allow us to be the incredible individuals we are all meant to be. And so I wanted to share this message because it was such a powerful one for me to address and to spend time with in this last phase of not connecting with you all here through the podcast. And I wanted to highlight it because it is such an important tenant. And I hope that this message resonates for those of you who may have also been struggling with this very same element in your own lives. Thank you all so much for tuning in with me here today. It feels so great to be back, and I'm so glad that I allowed myself this gift of being unproductive for a while, for stepping back away from the space, so that now, as I'm coming back to you all, I can do it with a renewed zest and eagerness and excitement, and I can bring in so many elements of what I fundamentally love about movement as a teacher, as a tenant for changing the way I relate to and experience life and hopefully bring all of that forward to you through these conversations. I'm really excited about our lineup of guests coming in in the next few weeks. We've had some really powerful conversations with some incredible individuals and those will be starting to come out every week in the next few weeks. But another aspect of uh, the podcast I wanted to shift a little bit was stepping into this solo episode space a little bit more often. And I'm really excited to hear your feedback and some of your thoughts and response to what we're creating here together. And I also want to take this opportunity to open the doors for all of you to tell me what you think and how you feel about this space. Obviously, as with all podcasts, rating and reviewing the podcast goes a long way in allowing us to spread and share the message and become more visible and bring this information to light in a powerful way. But I would also love to hear from you. So if you have any thoughts if you have any guest suggestions if anything resonates for you in what we're developing in these next few weeks together please don't hesitate to send me a message directly you can reach me at marie at evolna.com and i'm really looking forward to hearing from some of you And this brings me to the next section or sort of the final piece of this episode, some updates on what's happening with Evolna. So as I'm sure many of you noticed with this break from productivity, I also took a break from actively working on Evolna as well. And to be honest, I'm still figuring out what the next steps of Evolna exactly are, but there are a few new elements that are coming into the picture in 2022. I've opened up my calendar to one-on-one work with individuals again. So if my message has resonated with you, if you are looking for a more in-depth an individualized approach to understanding the nuances of what is going on in relationship to your body, whether that's wanting to learn specific exercises to help really access the regenerative capacity of your body's energy, or even needing more psychological and emotional movement patterns to help you access a higher sense of empowerment and confidence within yourself. I love exploring work with individuals in this way and it's been a really important realization for me over the last few months that this is something I love, this is something I have sorely and sincerely missed in the last couple of years as I focused more on building Evolna from an admin side and left this aspect of my work behind in its wake. So. If you are interested and looking for somebody to lead and guide you, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me. Again, that is Marie at Evolna.com. And I think that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I look forward to hearing from you and I'm really excited to share these next few episodes with the incredible guests we've been working with. Thank you for tuning in with us today. You can find contact information and all references made during the show in the show notes. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and spread the love by sharing with family and friends. If you want to learn more or would like additional support in your movement relationship, head to our website at Evolna.com. Be gentle, be generous, and be good to yourself. And have a beautiful day.